good God, a great God, the God above all gods. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you for being here. It's a good crowd for prayer night. We're going to have a devotion and a time of prayer. If you have tithes and offerings, you can drop them in the boxes on your way out the door or you can give online. We thank you for your giving. Tonight we're going to get into our time of prayer and uh, devotion. I'm going to pray and then I'm going to ask Brother Mike to come. Father, we thank you for this night. We come to you tonight, Lord, with thankful hearts. Thank you for this day that you made for us, Father, a beautiful day. Thank you for your many blessings, God. Thank you, Lord, for watching of our lives and the privilege that we have together in your presence and the, the wonderful things you've done for our lives, our families, Lord, this church. You have blessed us, God. Our blessings are too many to count, Father, and we know they all come from you. And we just want to say thank you tonight, Lord. As we enter into a time, Lord, of hearing your word and into a time of prayer, we thank you for that privilege that we can come boldly before the throne room of grace, and tonight we can make our petitions known. We give you all the glory and honor and praise in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please welcome Brother Mike. Thank you, Brother Randy. Praise the Lord. God's good, isn't he? Amen. All the time, God's good. Good to be here tonight on this Wednesday night. Glad to be out in the house of the Lord. And uh, I always say it's a, it's a good life living for Jesus. I'm glad to be a part of the family of God and glad that my name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life and that, uh, man, we're on our way to heaven. And uh, I, I just uh, was thinking I, I got uh, different things that's in a Bible app and then I got different things that different ministers throughout the nation and overseas, they do a lot of commenting on different things and they're always asking questions and and one of the biggest things that uh, they asked is uh, are we are we going pre-trib or when does the church take off and when does the church go and and uh, you know it a lot of people say, well, it's pre-trib, and some will say the others, and, you know, they get into a major uh, conversation about it. I'm just thankful that I know that I'm going. I don't know the day nor the hour, and some people think they got it pretty well pinpointed when Jesus is coming back. And a lot of people think that the Feast of the Trumpets will be something to do with it. Personally, I don't, but I do know this, that Jesus himself don't know it. So if he don't know, I don't think we can pinpoint it very close. I just know I want to go to heaven. And so I'm excited about going to heaven. Now, if he chooses to come today, then, you know, I'm okay with that. Uh, let me tell you, uh, let me just tell you a quick little funny what did Adam say when he was asked what was his favorite holiday he said it's Christmas Eve <laughs> some of you just sat on that a while you'll get it <laughs> hey man I'm, I'm you know a Christian's life is not boring 
We can have fun being a Christian, can't we? Amen. We can laugh and we can joke and we can cut up about things and we can just have a good time in the Lord. While I'm, 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 while I'm just rattling, would you turn your Bibles to Psalms 107, please? I want to just read a, a, a scripture that is, you know, a lot of people talks about, a lot of people quotes it, uh, and it's a, it's a powerful scripture, verses, if you ask me, but, uh, you know, I'm glad that I'm living in the year 2022 because I really believe that God's got a plan and a purpose for all of our lives. I don't, I don't think that we just merely exist on earth to, uh, you know, be married and multiply and have children and let the world just keep doing everything that it's doing. But I really believe that God has a plan and a purpose for every person's life. And so that's why that, you know, even though, uh, you know, we've been through a lot over the last three years in America and in, in our homes and in our lives and our workplaces, you know, a lot of, a lot of people talks about how bad it's, it's been for them and, and how uh, terrible a lot of people has been suffering from and lost a lot of loved ones and, and different things. But man, I, I'm telling you, church, more than anything, I'm glad that God's got it all in control. Because, see, I believe that we go to a different sound than what the world does. And as we gather ourselves and we pray, we pray to a God that we know that hears and not only hears, but that he answers prayers. We're not praying to Buddha. Buddha's already dead. We're not praying to Muhammad. Uh, he's already dead. We're not praying to a, a fake and a false God that uh, can't do anything for you. Uh, men has tried all their life to find uh, a, a something to worship. And the only thing that they've ever really found uh, would be something that was dead and that wasn't powerful, that had no authority, no nothing. But man, I, I'm thankful that 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came to this earth and he shed his blood on Calvary for me. And, I, and, and the thing about God is, is that we can walk every day in the presence of the Lord. And in Psalms chapter uh, 107, it talks about that uh, uh, he went around and he healed. Let me just read verse 20. And it talks about he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Man, aren't you glad that, that, that God just sent his word and he healed them? And Matthew 5 and 13 says, we are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its, its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown and trampled on. Then let me read one more scripture to you, another scripture to you, if I may. Well, let me just read this little thing. We don't live by what's around us, what has been spoken to us, or what has, we have seen. We live by what we know in the word of God. And if the doctor says that you're sick, there's scripture in the word of God that says I'm healed. See, we don't, we don't live and we don't look at everything around us and be moved by that. We're not moved by the circumstances of life as the world is moved by it. The television 
and the CNN and Fox News and MBCMB, whatever. All these different hosts that comes on and the CBS News and the NBC News and the morning news and everything that you see uh, that comes out of the, the televisions most of the time is all negative. And we find ourselves wrapped up into what's happening in the world and we're listening to what the world's saying rather than what God is saying. See, we, 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 we as the church tonight, church, we go by a different beat of a drummer. We, we don't go by what the world scenarios is and what the world says we are to go by and what we're to fill and what we're to uh, 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 do and how we're to react and how we're to walk and how we're to talk and how that we're to allow fear to grip us. I, I was thinking the other day, now listen, I, I, I don't like storms. I, I don't, I'm not scared of storms. I don't like storms. I, I don't try to go look for one like these guys that goes out in these places and tries to find them. I don't, I don't, I'm not into that stuff. I just soon stay away from it. But we're living in such a time that it, it mind boggles me that when the news media can get on news and say, we got a storm approaching in three or four days, and right now, folks, it looks very terrible. And it looks like it might just hit right through, straight through the heartland. And so for the next three or day, four days, we're looking at the weather. And then they'll tell you the next day, say, here it is, folks. Uh, if you're in these certain counties and areas, please hunker down, bunker down. You're right in the midst of something. Well, this last one we had, now, please don't be offended at me if I say this or get mad at me. Some people got off at work at noon because the company let them off work. <laughs> Kids got out at 1130 because they thought about a storm. And to me, I think they're better off in a school than they are in, a, in some of our homes that we have. But, but my point is, is listening to what we're listening to. Look what is driving most of us. Look what happens that we, we get so caught up in the, in the times and the ages and what people says that we're almost walking around in a state of fear. Choose not to let your life be dictated by what you see or what you hear, but let it be dictated by the word of God. If Jesus says, I'm sick, the Bible said in Psalms 107 and 20, he sent his word and he healed them. If the Bible says that, I mean, if you look at your life and you said, you know, I see change all around me and I see sadness and gloom and doom and I don't see much happening in life and I don't see like very many people's happy. Seem like we walk around in a state of misery and destruction and, and uh, anxiety and fear and Jesus said, perfect love cast this out all fear. He said that in St. John chapter 27, in 7, 27, I believe it says, peace I give you, not as the world gives you peace, but as I give you peace. See, we, 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 we live in a time where we're letting everything else dictate how we feel. 
We, 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 we live in a time where we're allowing the society of this world, but Jesus says I'm made whole, I'm whole. If Jesus said that I have joy, I have joy. If Jesus said he come to save the lost, then I got saved. If Jesus said I come to heal those that's been sick, depressed, full of anxiety, full of suffering here and there, he said, if he said that, then I believe that Jesus said that if he come to do all those things, then I can have everything that he says. Because I believe that his word is true. I see lives being destroyed and I see the word says I'll give you life and that more abundantly. I see lives falling by the wayside. I see people all around us, even in a little town called Popper Bluff that has no hope. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I am the life giver. I am the one that gives life when nobody else around you can. When nobody else says that you, they have hope, I, get, I give hope. I give you hope. I give you life. I give you love. When you feel like you're unloved and you don't have nobody loving you right at the moment. Jesus says, I'm the lover of your soul. See, I believe that we can turn around our stinking thinking. And I believe that we can turn around into a place to allow our minds to be renewed in God's word. Have you ever struggled with anything in your life and you've been going through storms of life and, and we all face it, we're Christians and we go through things. I'm not saying we're living perfectly and that we don't ever have no trouble but I do know this, I have found it to be true that when I struggle and I feel like my, in, my head is being bombarded by the enemy and I, I'm feeling this anxiety and I'm feeling this pressure, I'm, I, I tell you the other day, last week, I felt something that was bothering me terribly. My mind was being dis distracted. My, my thoughts was being distracted. Uh, 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 fear was trying to grip me. And all of a sudden, I got the word and I begin to read where it says, pull down every stronghold, pull down every wicked imagination that would try to exalt itself against the things of God. I begin to get scripture and read scripture in me. And I found out it didn't take very long that I started feeling the presence of God. And I begin to think, devil, you're nothing but a liar. See, I, I believe if we'll use the word, uh, he sent his word. See, I believe there's something powerful in speaking the word of God. I believe there's something powerful in speaking over your life, over your family's life. I believe there's something powerful in that church. I, I, I don't want us to walk around in it. Listen. The world can walk around in a defeated state, but we should never walk around in a defeated state. We've got the joy of the Lord on our lives. See, the world sees no hope, but the church has hope. See, the world sees hate, sorrow, all this other stuff, but we should show the world that there's life and joy, happiness and peace in serving the creator that we serve tonight. We see people living in their houses and in their homes. And perhaps we have Christians that lives that way too. You remember that song that, uh, was it George Strait or Conway Twitty said, no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. One of them guys did. I think it was uh, George Strait, wasn't it? Well, it could have been him too. 
Yeah, it probably was Charlie Rich. Uh, see, sometimes we live in glass houses and nobody knows what's really going on inside those houses but you and your spouse and your children. And the world looks at us today looking for a ray of sunshine and a ray of hope. We got teens that come to this church and they come and pray whether their moms and dads are having a good time at home or not. But they come and pray because they see that there's hope in praying to Jesus. See, the reason there's been five or six suicides in the last week or so in Popper Bluff is because somebody lost hope. And when you lose hope, you lose everything. And I always tell somebody, if you just got a little ray of hope, you've got a good chance of making it in life. And if you don't have that hope, then you lose everything in life. Because see, I said last time that the enemy come to kill and to steal and destroy, but Jesus said, I come to give you life. I want to live in a way to where I don't let the world dictate to me how I feel. Now I rise up in the morning and before my feet hit the ground, I look at my wife and say, hey, baby. And she'll look at me and say, shut up. <laughs> she don't say it that way. But I'll say, hey, baby, talk to me. And she said, will you just leave me alone? <laughs> She's one of these ladies, got to get up, take a shower, and print for a few minutes. Then she's talking. But I'm one of these guys, I'm talking before I get out of bed. Ain't I, babe? Yeah. I talk, I talk before I get out of bed. I just get excited. But, but, but I live in a, state, a happy state of mind. You know, I'm just a happy person. And there's times that it ain't always been happy, but for the most part, 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm a happy guy. But I choose every day, no matter what my circumstances is, no matter what my situation is, no matter how I feel, I choose to be happy in serving God. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. I choose not to let the world dictate to me, church, how we feel, how we walk, how we talk, what we're going to feel the next day. I mean, I've seen on the television all the time, you better prepare. We're not going to have food very long. We're going to be a food shortage. And I keep telling myself, man, if Jesus so clothed the sparrow and it fell from the sky, well, I believe that same Jesus will take care of me. See, the world tries to put fear in us, but Jesus tries to put life in us. So I want to encourage you tonight. Listen, he sent his word and he healed them. Now there's a healing can go a lot of different ways. It could be physically, it could be mentally, it could be spiritually. But I do know this, that the word of God is our, our battle weapon that we use tonight. How we defeat the enemy tonight will simply be, it is written. Satan, it is written. Some of the people that has businesses, I'm sure many times the devil's whispered in your ear and said, your business is going to go under. 
And you've probably had to fight the enemy and say, no, devil, you're a liar. God's given this to me. Some of you probably have fought a many a time for your spouse. The enemy says you're going to lose. He's gone. He's gone. He's almost out the door. Or she's just about out the door. And you've had to pray. No, devil, listen to me. My God's bigger than that. My God's a big God. Some of you have had to pray your children out of the way that they, they went. I know I've had to. And the enemy would tell you at night when you're laying there, not knowing where that child's at, that you may not ever hear from them again. The devil's a liar. God gave me them children. They're mine. And so many a night I've had to speak over my children and say, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. So nobody knows what you've been through in the midnight hour, but Jesus does. He does. A lot of people don't know what you faced, but Jesus knows what you faced. Those victories that you got then, Jesus still wants to have the same victories. If he's brought us through those things, it doesn't matter what society or the news says, Jesus is going to bring us through a lot more. So I come by and encourage you tonight, church. Don't listen to the sound of the world. Listen to the beat of Jesus. Listen to his heartbeat. Listen to what he says. I tell you, I'm not going to die until God says it's my time to go. I'm not leaving this world until Jesus said it's time to go home. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I planted good seed. I'm planting good seed. I've got good ground I'm planting into, and God's on my side. And when the enemy comes against you and said, oh, you're not going to make it, devil, you're alive. So much, it doesn't matter what you've been through. This word will bring you through everything that you ever go through. And you'll come out on the top more victorious. Speak the word. Speak the word. Let the word come out of your mouth, man. Let, let, let it flow. Anything the devil throws at you, say, thus, it is written. It is written. See, one thing I know that the enemy cannot do, and I tell him this all the time, he can't cross the bloodline. He can't cross the bloodline. He can come against you. He can throw all things against you, but he can't come across the bloodline. He can try to defeat you, but he can't even defeat you. He's already been defeated, church. We're overcomers. The Bible says that we're overcomers. So when the world and all its things that's happening today, and, it's, it's, and somebody said, well, it's going to get a lot better. No, it ain't. It might grow a little bit worse. But it doesn't matter. The church is going to rise up stronger because we're the children of God tonight. We're the head, not the tail. We're above and not beneath. The Bible said that we could put Satan under our feet. And sometimes I just think we need to have a a holy stomping and stomp the devil plumb in the ground because he's tried to stomp us in the ground at times. I sent my word and I healed them. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
Everybody that went to Jesus, he, Bible says that he in no wise turned them away. Anybody that needed something from Jesus, I can guarantee you they left satisfied. He's the life-giving water, and he'll continue giving us water until we go home. And whether we stay here for another 7, 10, 15, 20 years, or whether we get raptured out within the next few years or next week or next month or tomorrow, let's speak the word boldly tonight. Let's stand upon the promises of God. Let's declare that we are the head and not the tail. As we pray and we trust God and we believe God that God can do great things in our lives, we've already seen God doing miracles in this church. And, uh, and then, then on top of that, there's more miracles that takes place. And, and not every need is met at the moment, but God is going to meet those needs. Can I tell you that there's churches that's happening all across America right now that are experiencing revival as well? People's being set free. And despite all the sicknesses and diseases out there, church, and I'll stop with this. Despite all the things that's out there and all the people that needs to be healed, the greatest thing of all is people need to be saved. More than sicknesses, more than any disease, there's a world that's lost that needs Jesus. And that's the great commission. Jesus said that he come to seek and to save that which is lost. The others just fall into place. Stand with me tonight, would you? Glad that you come out tonight. Glad that you took time out of your busy schedules to be here. And Wednesday night is just prayer meeting and we just simply pray and ask God to move and have his way and that God would just meet the needs of the church and of your lives and our lives and a world that's lost and dying. As much as the world don't understand it tonight, church, they need the church. As much as they don't get it, they need us tonight. Because without us, they would be no peace in this world right now. If there's any peace that's in America tonight, it's because the church is still here. You take us out, there's going to be a lot of trouble, a lot of sadness, a lot of sorrow, a lot of sickness. Think there's sadness now? They don't even know what sadness is. So let's pray tonight that God would just have his way in our lives. How many has got loved ones that need to be saved? I really feel that in my spirit that, you know, let's pinpoint our relatives and our family and our friends that don't know Jesus. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of deaths that's just not right to have right now. A lot of people dying for wrong reasons. And we don't know the condition of their heart, but we want Jesus to get a hold of them. And you know, there's a lot of deaths that people shouldn't even have to be thinking about now, but the world that we're living in is creating so much of this that people looks at there's no hope. We are hope to a world tonight. We are their life extensions tonight. We are almost like men and women that has, you know, when you're out in the boat, uh, you're supposed to wear a life jacket. 
And sometimes it's like we're out in the midst of the sea and the world is drowning and we're a bunch of life jackets that needs to reach out and touch the world and drag them in and make them safe. Because if you don't do it, who's going to do it? If I don't do it, who's going to do it? I like Brother Persons always saying, well, let's just do it. If we go to a men's meeting at night, he said, let's just do it, you know, instead of talking about it. And I think that should be the model of the church. Let's just do it. Let's just reach the unreached. Let's let them know that there's joy unspeakable in the house of the Lord. You know, man, I, I see my kids getting more stronger in the Lord, and I see different parents, their kids are getting more stronger in the Lord, and that just ignites me and makes me excited. But I want more than my kids. I want other people's kids and other people's moms and dads. So if you want to come up tonight, you can or not. Uh, hold the person's hand next to you tonight, and let's just pray for one another's families and friends and uh, pray for those that we know that needs Jesus, that maybe they're right on the verge of coming into the house of the Lord, but uh, they're just a little bit nervous too. Let's just pray that we, you know, Brother Randy preached the other night and there was 10 folks got saved. Brother Miller preached and there was a few got saved then. And it's just like, man, God's just beginning to draw people in to get saved. And that's what it's all about, church, is folks getting saved. So right where you're at or just come up to the front, whatever makes you feel comfortable. Let's just pray. Just take a moment of prayer before we go home and let's just ask God to intervene and save. And uh, uh, if, you're, if you come in here discouraged, I'm telling you, use the word of God to defeat the enemy tonight.